see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to part four of a special six-part sustainability series of Unpacked with Packaging World Editors Anne-Marie Moen and Matt Reynolds. As always, I'm your host, Sean Riley, and today the three of us take a deep dive into reusable refillables. Matt and Anne-Marie cover sustainability and packaging materials daily for leading packaging publication, Packaging World. In the past few years, we have seen society embrace using reusable refillables with something as simple as a plastic or metal cups that everyone is carrying for drinking versus repeated purchases of packaged beverages. When I think of reusable or refillables, I'm immediately brought back to stories of the milkman dropping off milk and taking away the old bottles. While not exactly the same, it's not too far off according to Anne-Marie and Matt. Hear them talk about companies that are embracing similar ideas to this with everything from healthcare and beauty products to laundry detergent and dish soaps. So let's jump right in. So with all the fancy introductions out of the way, welcome to the podcast, Matt Reynolds and Anne-Marie Mohan. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me, Sean. And welcome, Anne-Marie. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, the pleasure is always all mine. Uh, Today we're talking reusable packaging. And the usual example that everybody uses with reusable packaging goes back to the old idea of the milkman uh, drops off, you know, filled jars of milk, you use the milk when you're done, you put the jars back out. Um, I actually, um, you know, growing up outside of Philadelphia in that area, we had a, uh, a company and this wasn't as far removed, I think, as the milkman. Um, it was called Charlie's Chips and you would get these metal tins and they would sit outside your house um, when you needed a refill. But basically inside was a, was a clear plastic bag of chips, pretzels, whatever type of thing you would want. And then when you needed refills, you let them know you put it back outside just the tin and they would put it in there. So it's kind of the same idea. I don't know why that fizzled out. I guess Frito-Lay kind of took off and stuff like that. And they, and that, that whole business, which is weird as we see, I'm getting off on my own rant now, as we see that kind of e-commerce and bringing uh, direct to consumers coming back, but let's go reusables because that's why we're here. So I guess basically um, why is that something that we're seeing sort of come full circle back into the uh, zeitgeist? Well, we often hear uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. And there's actually a reason that they're in that order and that we have that saying, and that's because the EPA has a hierarchy of non-hazardous waste material. And so when you want to uh, be more sustainable, the best option is to reduce packaging. So maybe lightweighting your packaging. And then the next best option is reuse. Um, The the least favorable option is landfill, but before that you get to recycle. So there is a reason why we have that saying. Okay. And also 
the, the two examples you gave, Charlie's and Milkman, were, were really simplistic and, you know, everybody could easily understand them. Mm-hmm. Because it was a matter of leaving something on your front porch. Uh, it was, the milk was collected or left every day, so there wasn't any worry about spoilage, that right. kind of thing. Um, but after decades of single-use packaging and the package itself going one direction, not cycling round and round, uh, there is a certain... Um, uh, amount of re-education that has to happen. People have to get back used to it. Right. But now there's tools to uh, better educate or bring that consumer back around to the idea of um, of a circular or or of a durable, usable, refillable package. Uh, both on the consumer side, consumer education side, um, whether it's QR codes or you know videos on YouTube that can explain to the consumer this is how you do it, this is how you can correctly do it. Um, and, and completely adhere to the program so that you get these necessary 50, 100, whatever it might be, cycles out of a durable package. And that works on the, on the brand side, too, uh, because they're learning about the consumer's behavior. So uh, we often hear about friction and the more friction there is to, for a consumer who's used to just get, buying something, out, grabbing something off the shelf, yeah. no friction at all, very limited friction. Uh, but the more steps or the more um, boxes they have to check in order to accomplish something, uh, the more difficult it's going to be for them to do and the less likely it's going to be for them to do. But as brands use QR codes or, um, you know, just learn about the consumer's behavior and how they're doing it, what their, where their hangups are, where the missteps are, and then can improve them and iterate over time, iteration 2.0, 3.0, and improve these systems, uh, they can lower the friction, reduce the friction, and make it easier for consumers to do this. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, the ideal would be something with, with no friction at all, no barrier to entry, mm-hmm. you know. So so that's why with these tools that we have available now on our phones and with the uh, the tools that brands have to be able to monitor consumer behavior, you know, their end behaviors, uh, that basically lowers the barrier to entry for these, you know, renewable systems, reusable systems. Right. Okay, so I love that whole idea across the board. So I guess what are we seeing out there so far? What kind of reusables are popping up that are, you know, getting breaking through the friction, so to speak? Well, I will tell you one of the largest rollouts that I've seen is a program that was developed by TerraCycle. They're an upcycler mm-hmm. in New Jersey, and they came out with a program called Loop, and it's a reusable shopping platform. And right now it's a refill at home model um, and going into the uh, refill in this or return at the store. Um, But they started out with uh, the idea that reusable packaging has to be as convenient, as Matt said, as single use or else people won't uh, change their behavior. Uh, But they rolled out with a number of very large brands, Unilever, Procter & Gamble, where the packaging is reusable up to 100 times. Um, They initially uh, set up a system where the consumer would order products online. They would come in a tote through UPS. Uh, They'd use a product, then when they were done, they would let UPS know or uh, indicate through the website that they were done, and then UPS would come and pick it up. And a really interesting uh, aspect of this returnable packaging is that because the brands weren't so concerned about the cost per unit for the package, they could really build in a lot of functionality, a lot of aesthetics that they can't usually do with single-use packaging. So it really is a new um, paradigm altogether. Very interesting. Now, is that when we're when we're saying the products that they're are they using, for lack of a better word, sort of generic 
whether it's cleaning supplies or hair supplies, are they are there brands that we're familiar with that are being put in this? They are brands that we're familiar Interesting. with. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, just to echo what uh, Anne Marie said, that the 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 margin, the the pressure on keeping the margin low for single sure. use, and and basically just trying to make the packaging portion as as inexpensive as possible. Um, that was the pressure for you know for for decades, mm-hmm. you know, um, so that, you know, eroded, uh, you know, the ability for uh, for brands to be really creative with packaging. And we'll talk about a few of the ones that Henry has lined up later, but um, the shackles are off now yeah. because if essentially you're going to get a hundred cycles out of a package, then you don't need to worry about it. You know, pr- the pressure, the downward pressure on the price, because every single time you reuse it, it's like you half the price. Yes. That. So, and, and amortize that again over 50, over 50 or a hundred and suddenly a really nice package, really well printed that has all this functionality that single use never could have had is actually less per use than that single use. That's what, when I was thinking that, and that's why I asked about the brands, the specific um, higher end or the name brands that people are familiar with, it would seem like something from the the CPGs and this would be something they'd want, like you said, because it, it's taking the whole package part out of play for hundred cycles. They just have to worry about creating the product, which is kind of what they started to do in the first place. Interesting. So do we have any other of these kind of refill or reusable type deals? There uh, is another refill in store system or yeah, refill in the store system from the body shop now where last year they launched in 400 of their stores. Uh, This year they're launching in 400 more where the consumer buys the bottle uh, you know, they fill it up at the counter with uh, its hair care and body care products. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're done using it, they bring it back um, cleaned and uh, then they refill it again at the store. So that's another. Yeah, and there's trade-offs to all of these models. We'll go through a few different models. That was one where the consumer is actually, you know, you mentioned the milkman, the milkman comes to your home. Yes. So this is different where the consumer has an additional, um, you know, yeah, I guess responsibility. And there's two kind of elements to that. First, they have to, you know, physically wash out and carry it. Then there's like the, the messiness aspect. So some, sometimes consumers might not want to actually interact with the product yeah. <laughs> until they're using it in their bathrooms. They don't want to be filling and, and, and cleaning and so on. But at the same time, there's great convenience and there, there's, you know, you can imagine how inexpensive that might be. I was going to say, it's, is it cheaper for the customer? I mean, it has to be if you're refilling it. I would and I would imagine over time. I don't know what the algorithm is for, for the brands. Right, right. So it's probably cheaper for the brands to have the consumer go do it themselves. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, they might be able to. You know, maybe the the brand does that for them and delivers it to either through ecom or something like that. And then, or the the consumer can return a say a dirty uh, used mm-hmm. uh, you know package where there it's then you know cleaned and and whatever needs to be done industrially cleaned at the at the brand level right it's more expensive for the brand so all of these have trade-offs but each model has you know it's it's niche within within the system but it's it, i as you were saying friction i'm thinking of the friction you said earlier if you're eliminating that friction by making it less expensive okay that's one thing that's going to eliminate that friction of buying it that way is going to make it less expensive than buying it from new if you can just return the bottle and get a, a similar one they're going to clean that refill it and give it to somebody else that type of deal since it is yeah that that would be i would seem to be uh friction reducing ideas so how about uh options where you hold on to it and they bring um the refill to you is that something that we're seeing kind of along the i guess if they were to bring the milk to you and you were going to fill it yourself back in a container do we have stuff like that 
not for milk, but in other ideas. I guess so. So I guess that would be like the refillable where you get the durable pack that you keep. And this isn't, you're, you're not never really returning the pack. This mm -hmm. is where we see aluminum or, I mean, it can be anything, but yeah. you can see glass in this case uh, for a lot of cleaning products. Um, and, uh, and then the refill portion itself is, is something that's super lightweight that can be sent via e-commerce in the mail, direct to consumer, that kind of thing. So that could be a pouch. I saw one um, at Pack Expo, um, uh, Philadelphia recently, Pack okay. Expo East, uh, that was Pantene. It was in Japan, but it was a durable, um, uh, durable aluminum uh, shampoo bottle that people kept. And then it was a, a PE on PE, so monolayer pouch material. Um, that would uh, house the concentrated uh, refill. So not only are you sending uh, a refill, which means you're sending less packaging altogether, but you're sending concentrates, which means you're not shipping as much water. Okay. And, and these are concentrated down, or there could be a powder that then the consumer then mixes with water at, at his or his home, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that much less weight that needs to be, you know, sent around. So that's another another model. Truman's does this, uh, yeah. Grove Collaborative. Uh, I mentioned the Pantene. There's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, areas that are, you know, doing this right now. I feel like there was something more that you told me about Luke, and I don't remember exactly what it was that we didn't touch on. Because um, I know they're, they're a big story and, I, and it's always covered in packaging world. So it's something that I want to make sure gets covered thoroughly. Well, what's interesting about Loop is they began as an e-commerce platform, mm -hmm. but their ultimate goal was to have uh, these products at retail. So there are now uh, Kroger stores that have a loop section within the store. So it's all these name brands with the reusable packaging. You pay a deposit for the package. When you're done with it, you bring it back and they have kiosks now where you can drop it off, get your uh, deposit back. And another uh, big name that's also using loop packaging now is Burger King. So it's really? expanded to food service. And it's the same idea. You use the package, then you get your deposit back. And as Tom said, he wanted to make it as convenient for the consumer as single use. So his ultimate vision is to have these return kiosks almost as common as trash cans. So you wouldn't necessarily have to bring your Burger King package back to Burger King. Right. You could drop it off at any of these kiosks. I like it. And then from there, they go to these loop centers where they're uh, industrially cleaned, returned to the brand owners, and refilled. Because that... to the thing in my head, and if I let it go, it's going to fly away, um, that I was thinking is we've been talking again, uh, personal care, cleaning, stuff like that. Do we have any of these options for food? You mentioned Burger King. Are there any other ones out there? Because obviously food and beverage is what sort of is the biggest player in packaging. I feel like Loop right now is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that's doing food. They do cookies, they do Tropicana orange juice, they do uh, a lot of dry products okay. um, in addition to household cleaning and personal care. I think on the food service side, though, Starbucks and some other uh, companies, uh, you know, again, this isn't exactly food off the shelf retail, this right. is, but this is another uh, way that, you know, Starbucks is, you've seen probably that there's a polypropylene um, uh, coffee mugs that yeah. are that are, you just keep using mm -hmm. over and over again. So I, I think there's some, there's, this whole model has legs on the, on the food service side as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good, but that's a simple one that, yeah, like Wawa, they, where I get, you get your coffee has, it, I bring the same cup in, it's cheaper to get it refilled. That's going to eliminate waste right there. I, I wasn't even thinking of that as something simple that that is out there that we do. And that 
it seems like consumers have no problem doing. You're saving some money, you have the cup anyway, so that 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 seems like another easy entry takes away the friction, like you I, said. Yeah, I think it's getting easier because brands and food service companies and and, and they're they're learning about the behaviors. And again, going back to QR codes, they're they're getting better at this. They're making it easier. They're they're uh, the condition of attendance is is becoming simpler, you know? So, I mean, over time, um, it, it's working both ways. The brands are coming to the consumers and the consumers are slowly coming to the brands. And again, the consumers, I would say, it's the tip of the spear right now. It's the right. leading, bleeding people who are doing things like Grow Collaborative. Um, but I think, especially it's a generational thing too. I think you'll find Millennial and Gen Z that, you know, they're more adept at, at technology and technology is the intersection at which the brand interacts with you know, the consumer and learns about, they learn about each other, how the consumer can use the system and the brand learns how the consumer is using the system so as to improve the system, so. I feel like coming, especially coming out of, you know, the hopeful tail end of this pandemic where e-commerce exploded, that seems to me, at least in my head, is something that would really help this idea of reuse because people are so comfortable having things brought to their house, it's easy to return things, um, relatively easy to return things e-commerce wise, whether it's Amazon, things like that. Would you guys think opinion wise that would be something that's going to help the adoption of this reusable type thing because people are so comfortable having things brought to their house, taken from their house? I mean, it can't hurt, I don't right. think. Um, I, I think one uh, piece of fallout among many of the pandemic is just the recognition of the amount of packaging that happens when it's single use when it's going right. in one direction so just the overall understanding of uh, or willingness to embrace a, a more of a circular model i think is there that it probably wasn't there in 2019 right and i think we've seen some where you can get i don't i don't want to name the company because i'm not sure which one it is but they bring it they put it in sort of like a tote that you have versus bringing all the boxes and stuff like that you have your you know, XYZ company tote that they drop off, sure. put it all in the tote, the totes clean so that you don't have to have all this additional packaging. Yeah, there's, so a, there's a couple. Uh, Returnity is one. Books is another one. B-O-O-X. Yeah. Um, they just launched, they were in the U.S., they just launched in the U.K. So those are two uh, similar models. Yeah, that, that the package itself is, re it's not primary packaging, it's the tote, it's the secondary packaging that would have been the craft corrugated previously is now something that's reusable as well. So yeah, it's moving out from the primary into the secondary packaging. So it seems to me like this was something that we've, that, that is met with some skepticism from the consumer end, but then as you really look at it, we did it as a society 60, 70, 80 years ago with milk, we've done it through the years. And it's another one we're just kind of circling back to this model of um, having stuff go back and, and be reused. And it, that's fantastic and great to hear. So I'm sure that we'll revisit this again. Uh, I'd like to thank again, Anne-Marie and Matt for coming on the podcast. And I would like to thank all the listeners at home for giving us a listen. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.